in Pirkei Avos, chapter 3, the second Mishnah reads the following. Rabbi Hanina, the Skan HaKohanim, he would say that we should pray for the welfare of government. It comes to a time about government, we need to pray for the government should be well and B'Shleim HaShomalchos, they should be a, a complete good kingdom. Why? Because if you won't have a good kingdom, then people won't be afraid and one person will swallow up alive his friend. That's what he says. That we're worried that people will swallow up each other alive. So the Rebbe asks on this three questions. Number one, we all know that the whole idea of Pirkei Avos, the ethics of our fathers, is all about Mile de Chasidusa. It's all about words to teach people beyond the letter of the law. Well, is this beyond the letter of the law that you need to have a good government so people won't kill each other, people won't swallow each other up alive. We all know that that's one of the worst things a person could do in this world is to swallow up another person. So do I really need to have this statement in the Pirkei Avos? Number two, what is the expression here that we're worried that a person shouldn't swallow up alive his friend? Why don't you say we're worried that you shouldn't kill another person or you shouldn't rob another person? Like we see Avram Avinu said in Gerar to King Avimelech, he said that he said that about his wife, that he said that it's his, it's his sister, not his wife. And they asked him, why did he say like, he said, because there's no fear of God in this city and you may kill me. So you see, we use the word of killing or robbing a person. So, that, so why do we use the word here? Why does this Mishnah here use the word Chayim Beloy that you'll swallow him up alive? And the third question is everything is dependent on the Jews because Hashem gives the world to in the hearts of people and people learn from the way it is by a Jew. What's going on over here? Are we really worried that a Jew will fall so low after so many commandments that we have in the Torah, behavior thing, commandments? Are we worried that if it wasn't for the welfare of the government and being afraid of government, that people will go and swallow each up, up each other alive? How can we say that this is a beyond the letter of the law requirement? That means this is a person that already learns Torah and does mitzvahs. This is only beyond the letter of the law. So these are his first three questions. Then he goes on that the second half of this second Mishnah, this, uh, there's a second half to it. And it says there that Rabbi Hanina ben Teradion said, two people that are learning, that are sitting together and they don't study Torah. It's a Moshe of Leitzim. It's a place like ba- of bums. But two people, etc. Two people that sit and do learn Torah, then the divine presence of God rests there. We spoke many times that the dividing up of the Mishnayis, of the Mishnas, is very important according to Allah. If a person says to his wife that we're married in, in the, with the condition that I'm a learned person in Mishnayis, that I know Mishnayis, he has to know at least three Mishnas. That's the bare minimum. Otherwise, the marriage is, is, is null and void. So the fact that this is part of this Mishnah, the part that the, the, the second half of the Mishnah, after saying the half about praying for the welfare of the government, the second half is about two people learning are sitting and not learning Torah, or two people sitting are learning Torah, must be that there's a connection between the two. And by the way, that's the Alter Rebbe says that these, these two Mishnahs are together as one Mishnah. Not all versions were like that. Some people say that's why the Alter Rebbe even put the Pirkei Avos into the Siddur, because he wanted to know which, he wanted us to learn his his sources that he had that certain Mishnahs are put together as one Mishnah. So he wanted the breakups to be important to us too. 
So what's the connection of these two halves of Mishnah? If it's both in the same Mishnah, it needs to be there, obviously must have a connection. So the explanation is the following. Since, like we said, that the whole thing of the Perkyavis is the Mili, the Chassidus, it's about following the laws beyond the letter of the law, what we're worried here about, if a person doesn't think and have the welfare of the government, we are worried that you will precisely swallow up another person. We're not talking about killing another person, because that Jew wouldn't do. There's rules for that. We're talking beyond the letter of the law. Since I feel so strong and passionate in my views, I could maybe come to swallow up the other person who doesn't see things with my view. I'll swallow him up so that he should think like me. I may want to do that. How could you come to the point where you shouldn't do that? You shouldn't say I have to swallow the other person to be like my view. The way that is, is to think about the welfare of the government. What does that mean to think about the welfare of the government? What this means is when you think about the welfare of government, what that means, what that's awakening in a person is that really there's a higher government just than the government that you see. Every government that we have, the Machusa de Ara is Ke'en Machusa de Rakia, as it's brought down in Gemara Brachas and in the Zayar in a few places, that kingdom, sovereignty down here on this world is a reflection like the reflection of the higher king of Hashem himself. We know the story of the Alter Rebbe, when Alter Rebbe was in jail, and the, the Tsar came to, to visit him in the jail, and Alter Rebbe stood up in fear for, to respect for him, and he asked him, how did you know that I'm the Tsar? Alter Rebbe said, you're the Tsar, so he said, it's because I felt the kingdom of above through you, and that's what made me get here. So we know that by thinking about the welfare of your government, it's supposed to awaken and arouse in you the idea of the welfare of uh, about the king of God's presence itself that comes down through a system of a chain reaction all the way down to you, you have a possibility to have sovereignty here down here in this world. Now, what's the idea of a king? The idea of a king is of the sovereignty level is that that a small and a big person are all equal when it comes to the king itself. So in the eyes of Hashem, you're supposed to say to yourself that to realize this, that at the end of the day, Hashem considers everybody a person. You have no rights to say that I'm a big Torah scholar, I do mitzvahs, and therefore the other person who's not as perfect as me, I have to swallow him up to be included into me and to my view. Now, this it's possible that the Yitzhahara, the evil inclination, which is an Uman, he's an expert in what he does, and he tries to cool you down from this passion, and not, not necessarily will you always feel this idea of the sovereignty of the king above. You may not always feel that. So for this, in order to realize that to overcome the Yitzhahara, that's why the Mishnah said, have a mispaleo bishleimu You have to daven for this. Why daven? Why can't I just say that it should be like this? Because davening arouses Hashem's return to you and response. Hashem is the one who can help you with his kindness and with his chesed chinam, with his free chesed, the kindness of coming to help you. You make the effort by davening and he showers you down with his kindness that you should feel this all the time. Now you can understand why it's connected to the second half of the Mishnah and the relevance to this, to the second half about two people 
wasting time or studying Torah. How do you really reach this Mile de Chasidusa beyond the letter of the law? Obviously, we're talking about a person whose complete occupation of devotion is all about Torah, and everything else in the world is totally secondary to him. He doesn't care about everything else in the world. Even like this, this, the sages say, that a person should put aside all professions of the world and just teach it to child Torah. In other words... The focus, the ultimate focus has to be on the more meaningful thing because as it says in Yirmiyot, a person should not dance and praise about his own wisdom or about your strength or about your wealth. And the reason is very simple because all those things are temporary and there's an end date for it. What should you get excited about is your connection with Hashem of Hashem's Torah. When you feel that, that means you feel that you have another person, a counterperson, a shnayim shayeshvin, two people that are able to study Torah. It's not all about me, I'm right, and the other person is swallowed up in me. It goes together. It's one feeling. And by the way, this feeling that there's a sovereignty, there's a king above, fits in with the idea of why the Mishnah here quotes even who the author of this Mishnah is, Rabbi Hanina Skana Kanim. He, according to many opinions, was one of the ten martyrs that had to die by the Roman emperor. And we read this in Yom Kippur. And the story is that they said to the king that we are willing to accept what you're asking us to do to be killed because you are the messenger of the king itself, of Hashem himself. So in other words, this puts together the picture that why do we pray for the kingdom, for the welfare of the government? Because that awakens a higher level of the government, meaning the highest level of king, the king of all kings, Hashem. That's the key of this whole thing. And then that awakens us to the idea that when it says swallowing a person alive, of course it doesn't mean not to kill a person. Because that's a, that's a clear black and white law of the Torah. Not to swallow means not to force the other person's view and passion if he's a little bit less than you, that they have to be like you. Everybody is equal in the eyes of the king. So this awakening gets us to, the, to that point, and that also answers the third question, that how could you even suspect that a Jew would, would kill another person or swallow another person? He says, yes, because you, could, you may do that out of a spiritual ambition and commitment that you may feel that I have to swallow up the other person. So this answers it because, no, you're not supposed to swallow up the other person because I'm thinking about the king of all the kings. And this is also why the end of the Mishnah brings a verse specifically about us, Nidbru, Yir Hashem, it brings the verse about speaking the, the fear of God, people that have fear of God. Because it's specifically through having this fear of God that you feel the presence of Hashem there with you. And that leads to us that we shouldn't swallow up anybody else and not alive and we should have the respect for each other. And may this help us all in our relationship with Hashem to announce that the, 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 the importance of the name of Hashem.